Welcome to In Hair We Trust. This podcast is my take on the shit they didn't teach you in beauty school. Listen along for tough love, no bullshit stories about all the things I've learned and all the mistakes I've made. If you're a current salon owner or you're aspiring to become one, I've got you covered. My name is Christina Macaro, owner, founder, CEO of Lovelane Salons, and this is In Hair We Trust. again. Welcome back to another episode of In Hair We Trust. I'm Christina McCaro and this episode is episode 12 of the podcast. This episode is about being on the struggle bus and how to get off of it. I'm sharing struggles that I hear most from other current and future salon owners. These are also things I've 100% said myself about my business. So let's jump into it. The top struggles I hear sound a lot like I have no idea where to start. The market is so oversaturated and I'd never be able to stand out. Why would I even start if there are already so so many salons? I can't seem to get ahead. I need to hire talented people. Um, I'll never be able to get clients. I don't know how to get organized. Those are pretty powerful and crippling statements, you know? Feeling like that can absolutely keep you from getting out of bed, let alone taking proactive steps to better your business. So what is the solution when you feel like that? Honestly, it's strategy. The answer to every single struggle that I hear and have had is strategy. Back in episode four, I talk a lot about branding and why you need strategy before you can make that investment. Honestly, you need strategy before you can make pretty much any investment. So I thought, let's make an episode about strategy because everything seems to point back to that. Most salon owners, I find, lack strategy, and I did at one point as well. Why? I think it's because we were never given any business education in cosmetology school. All the business knowledge that I have came from firsthand experience running salons or working you know, front of house or back end, from continued education, from books, from research of my own doing, and from fucking my own shit up. Most salon owners become salon owners because they sought to leave a toxic environment or they wanted to take a chance on themselves. It's 100% emotional. That's exactly what I did. And I'm sure it's what a lot of you have done or are planning to do. And this is not a rock solid foundation for a business. So how is strategy going to make a difference in your salon and what the fuck is strategy actually? Well, I'm so glad you asked. I'm going to start with the how and then move on to the what because the what is a bit more intense. So how will strategy help your business? There's four main pillars, I think, in defining how strategy is going to help your business. Let's start with the first one, direction. Do you ever feel like you are spinning around like a top and you're just giving yourself whiplash? Having a strategy to reference will help reduce that. Strategy will be your north star, your guiding light. It will give you clarity in knowing where to start and which direction to head in. The second is organization. Do you feel like you just can't get organized, you can't get it together? Strategy will help you prioritize your decisions and your time, and it'll help you move that needle to success. Essentially, if it is not a hell yes, then it needs to be a hell no. This will keep you organized. 
It will keep you from becoming overextended and it will cut down on the anxiety of feeling like everything is on fire all of the time. It's going to help you prioritize things and that is going to give you organization. Strategy will give you more control over your choices because you've got to make a lot of them when you're in you know, the position of leadership. It will help you choose the right services, the right products, the right systems, uh, team members, marketing, branding, all that stuff. With a strong strategy, all of those decisions will align to directly help you reach your business goals. The third pillar is profitability. Ever feel like you just can't seem to get ahead? Like you are always 10 steps behind? Do you feel like you can never get a hold of your finances and you're just kind of playing whack-a-mole with money? Strategy will give you a clear path to become more efficient, more profitable, and help you get ahead and stay ahead. Strategy allows you to effectively allocate resources, which is so important. Stop emotionally spending. You will be able to understand your cash flow, plan for deadlines, um, renovations, define job roles, budget appropriately for your spending and your payroll, and it's going to help you stay on track for your goals. The fourth pillar is authority. Are you struggling to be taken seriously, to attract the right clients, or to build a better team? Maybe it's all of those things at the same time. Hell, I've been there. Strategy will help you step into your authority and make your business more desirable to the right people. It will also help repel the wrong people real quick. That is super important. Having a strategy that is aligned with achieving your goals will allow you to capitalize on your strengths. You will be playing to your strengths and that will give you and your business the competitive advantage to establish yourself as an authority in your space. That's huge, right? So that's how strategy can help you. Now I'm going to talk about what exactly strategy is. So strategy is your roadmap. It's all of your goals, all of the actions that you will take to get to your goals and how you are going to get there, leveraging yourself, a team, services you offer, products you sell. Strategy can be fairly simple to understand and to develop, I actually find it really fun. Uh, It's the implementation that is the challenging part. I mean, everything's hard. You got to ask yourself sometimes, right? Is it new or is it hard? Sometimes it's new and hard, but a lot of the times it's hard because it's new and you've just got to get used to it. So when you're running your business in alignment with your strategy, everything starts to fall into place. I promise. You got to do the hard work, right? Okay, so these are the 11 areas to me that define strategy and what you should be focusing on. I know this is a lot. Don't worry, there will be a resource in the future that you can take a look at all of this and will help you create a strategy if you feel like you are lacking one or just kind of want to perk yours up again. Give it a little makeover. All right, the first area of focus for strategy is your vision, mission statements, and your core values. Your vision statement focuses on tomorrow and what your business wants to become. Your mission statement focuses on today and what your business is currently doing. It's kind of like vision's the future and mission is where you are right now. They are both driving forces that work in tandem to get you where you want to go. Every decision needs to be in alignment with these statements, every decision you make. 
An example I'm going to share is Ikea. I know it's not a hair salon, but it makes a lot of sense and I find it super relatable. Ikea's vision statement is to create a better everyday life for as many people as possible. That is their long-term goal. And their mission statement, what they're doing now, is to offer a wide range of well-designed functional home furnishing products at prices so low that as many people as possible will be able to afford them. Tell me that doesn't make sense. Every decision IKEA as a company makes is about the purpose of making lives easier for many people through furniture. How are they getting there? By offering cheap, aesthetically pleasing furniture. It makes sense. I know you know a bunch of people with IKEA furniture. I even have some in my salons. Core values are an extension of that mission statement that is also inspired by your vision statement. So what you're currently doing and what you're doing for the future. But core values kind of are every day, like every interaction that you are having with your team, with your clients, all of it needs to be completely infused with these core values. They are your business's personality and a huge part of strategy. If you say that being an eco-conscious salon is a core value and your mission is to provide non-toxic services using eco-conscious products because your vision is to have a zero waste salon and to launch your own sustainable eco-conscious and non-tox product line, would you hire someone who thinks that recycling is a joke? doesn't want to educate themselves on why you have these values personally or in your business and they want to bring in these crazy chemicals to your salon. No, because that doesn't align with your core values, your mission, your vision. The team member who will, that team member, if they became a part of your team, would end up creating more stress, more anxiety, and more roadblocks for you. You will be out of alignment. You will hire the person whose personal values and professional vision for themselves align with your business. Going back to the IKEA example, they have eight core values that are absolutely an extension of their vision and mission statements. And a few of them are um, about being cost conscious, about simplicity, about togetherness, um, caring for people and the planet. It's it all makes sense. It should all make sense together and it should be the North Star behind your decision making as it clearly is for Ikea. Um, So that's why I'm starting with this as kind of the first topic here of my first 11. Um, Moving on to number two, your target demographic. Your target demographic is the set of humans who all share similar needs or characteristics that your business wants to serve. You may also have heard of this referred to as your ideal client, your target market, your uh, client persona, or your client avatar. A lot of different names for the same concept here. Whatever you want to call it, it's just clutch to understand who the hell you are targeting as clients and fans of your business. These are the people who will be sitting in the chairs of your salon. You will be engaging with them on social media and they are who will be buying your products and be your cheering squad in person, to friends, to family, on the internet, the whole thing. You need to know who they are, what they like, where they live, what they buy, where they eat, where they work, their spending habits, uh, their likes, their dislikes, all of it. The more you understand who your target demographic is, the stronger your strategy will be because you can make decisions aligned with attracting and retaining these people as clients. 
And fun fact, you are not always your target demographic. And that's okay. It's really okay. Sometimes it's better. And number three, a SWOT analysis. So SWOT stands for strengths. Uh, It's spelled S-W-O-T. That might make this a little easier. Um, It stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. This analysis is a really cool exercise that a lot of really large corporations and companies use. I think it's really fun. It's not about comparing you to your neighbor necessarily. It's about taking an honest look at yourself and your business in the mirror, which can be rough, but it also can be very insightful if you allow yourself to let that guard down and really lean into this exercise. The more in-depth you go with this analysis, the more you can leverage it in your strategy because this gives you the opportunity to leverage your strengths. Um, It shows you areas that you can improve on so that you can really double down on that. It gives you an idea of opportunities to seize and it also shows you potential harm that could be from competitors or just holes in your business strategy, in your systems, in your team, in any of that services. So it's a really cool exercise. I highly recommend doing it. I think it's a really good place to start too. Uh, Number four is systems. And if you've ever listened to me talk or met me in person, I scream about this because it's super important. You need effective and efficient business systems behind you if you really wanna be successful and also have a really solid business strategy. Many businesses have strategies that articulate, um, you know, operational details. So it's how work should be done so that they can be as efficient as possible. People who are responsible for kind of understanding these numbers, it gives them an idea of what needs to be done and allows them to know where to put in effort. Um, Basically, if... (sighs) I'm a firm believer that if your salon isn't system-based, it's you-based. And what does that mean? It means that you will never get a goddamn break if you don't have some systems in place. So have fun with that. Um, We have systems in my business for, you know, a lot of things, for inventory, for ordering, for client communication, for time off, um, you know, just how the salon is run, how it's restocked, all of it. And it sounds really silly because... I came from a corporate salon and I didn't want to create a corporate salon. We have a lot of freedoms and a lot of trust, but everyone pitches in in these systems and kind of knows what they're accountable for. And it keeps the salons running and creates a lot of transparency. It works for us. So I'm a firm believer that you've got to have systems because like I said, if you are not system-based, it's you-based and you can't be, you know, the, you can't be the go-to for everything you're going to drive yourself crazy. The fifth thing is KPIs. What are KPIs? They are key performance indicators. Check out episode eight if you want more on KPIs because I talk a lot about it and which ones are personally important to me and my salon. So KPIs are essentially metrics that you want to monitor and they're important to strategy because they will keep your goals at the forefront of all of your decision making. By monitoring and working towards certain metrics, you are steering your ship of a business in the direction of success. Number six, team. 
having a clear team and leadership vision is another really important key to strategy. Your team needs to know who to take direction from. They need to know where they are going and why they are going there. They need someone in the driver's seat. If you have a team without leaders, you have no followers. And that makes everyone their own island and it's chaos. The, it's like Lord of the Flies. You also need to know that everyone's role needs to be defined and they need to know how they will be achieving professional success to contribute to the business success and how that's going to lead to their personal success as well. It's very important. Teamwork makes the dream work, but the team will only work if they know the dream. Number seven, branding. This is one of my favorites, and I promise not to talk about this for a million hours because I absolutely can. Just listen to episode four if you want more proof on that. I know I mentioned it earlier. Sorry, you can absolutely hear my dog in the background. Um, Like I said, episode four, if you want more proof of branding and why I think it's important, I mentioned that episode earlier because I also talk about the importance of strategy and branding and how they go hand in hand. But to sum it up, branding is beyond just a logo. It is not just a type suite or a color palette um, or, you know, your brand voice. Yes, it's all the fun stuff, but it is so much more and it is so much more important than that. Branding turns your business, your salon into a brand. How? Because strategy is guiding the branding. Your branding will encompass your mission, your vision, and your core values. It will speak to your target demographic. It's going to cut right through the noise and target them. It will establish you as an authority. It will give you direction. It will support your marketing. It will enhance your client experience. It will, you know, give it will elevate your brick and mortar. It's part of your culture. So yeah, it's more than just a logo. It's an integral part of your strategy and it can't be rushed. It can't be created prematurely and it really can't be overlooked. Number eight, marketing. When you know who you are as a business, what you are offering and who your target demographic is, why they need you, marketing is easy. It's how you are going to leverage all of the elements of your strategy to get your target demographic into your beauty business, into your salon, to engage with you on social media, to buy your products, to talk about you. Even if they're not coming in, they're going to talk about you. It's going to help you make money. And at the end of the day, you know, we, we need profit, right? You can't start marketing though until you have a strategy. Do not start buying Instagram and Facebook ads until you know what you're doing. It's, there's no point. Um, you're not going to see the return that you want on them. So are you seeing how all of this is connected in my long-winded podcast episode about strategy? Um, three more. <laughs> Number nine, client experience. So this is the service. This is what you are selling. Of course it's insanely important, right? I don't care how goddamn good you are with a pair of shears or a color brush. If you can't give your client an experience and deliver it consistently, they will get their hair done elsewhere. Client experience is it. Think about every interaction someone has with your business, social media, um, the website, um, you know, booking an appointment, talking to your team, confirmations, entering the salon, being in the salon, sitting in the chairs. What does it feel like? What does it smell like? You know, what, um, what are they hearing? 
What about, you know, what their hair looks like afterwards, obviously. Um, the details of your space, when they're checking out, when they're paying, when they're leaving your salon, when they're making their next appointment, all of it. How do you want your clients to feel each step of the way? Because it is bigger than just being in the salon. It's the whole experience, it's every interaction. So what is going to make your business memorable beyond their hair? Good hair is easy, the rest of the shit, not so much. But that's what takes you to the next level. Number 10, brick and mortar. Think about your space. I talk a lot about this in episode seven when I talk about creating the details of a brick and mortar because, well, I've done it twice now. Um, your physical space is extremely important. If it's you know relevant to your business model, I will say that. If you're a freelancer, if you're a traveling artist or like a bridal artist, a hairstylist or makeup artist, anything of that nature, this might not necessarily apply to you. But if you're a salon owner, future or current, this is paramount. It ties into your client experience greatly. And it's a huge way to attract your target demographic and to tie in your branding as well. When designing your space, you want to lean on your strategy heavily to allow your business to physically grow in the direction that you want to be able to expand into your future. Think about it like this. If you, well, let me ask it in question. Would you design a space that comfortably fits for artists when you know you want to have a really large team or you have certain profit projections and goals that you'd really like to meet. No, you would want to design and build a space that actually holds and supports your vision for the future of your business. So those are a lot of important things to think about. And like I said, I talk about that a bit more in episode seven. Um, the last, the last um, point of this, number 11, Culture. Company culture is a key driver in finding success. Without a supportive culture, you will be achieving nothing really. Um, how the hell else are you going to attract the team that you actually want? My advice, be true to yourself when you are establishing your culture. Authenticity really does mean something. And it sounds corny as hell, but if you build it, they will come. To expand on that, if you build it well and for the right reasons, and maintain it, your dream team will be attracted to your business. So build something that you are proud of. I'm doing something that I'm proud of and you could be too. So I know all of that was a lot, but it's really important shit. Strategy is important shit. If you are on the struggle bus, if you are feeling out of touch with the vision of your business, if your salon is feeling messy and disorganized, if you are more nervous about the future than you are excited, or if scaling seems just too damn hard, you are not alone. I have said all of those things at some point in my career and I will probably say them again. This is your permission, I am giving you permission to stop, to take a deep breath. If you don't pause for a moment and get yourself back on track, your salon or beauty business will forever be a runaway train. And that's a very fun ride at a theme park when you know you're getting off of it in about five minutes. It is not so much fun when it's your real life. So where do you start? At the beginning, and I hate to tell you, but your strategy has to be first. If you want direction, if you want organization, if you want profitability, if you want authority, you need to go back to the drawing board and you need to develop a really solid strategy. 
And if you want a few tips to get started building a solid strategy, send me a DM. I've got some fun things coming that will absolutely support this because I think it's so fun and I know how important it is and I'd really love to be able to give it to you first. I'm almost ready to release it. Um, But I want to help in that breath. What I'm trying to say is I want to help. I want to be the resource that I wish I had when I was a freelance artist, you know, 10, 15 years ago or when I was looking to leave my salon job um, at some point, like nine years ago, more than that, or when I was signing my first brick and mortar lease seven years ago, or when I was opening my first salon and hiring a team for the first time six years ago, or when I got the crazy idea to build my second salon a year ago. For all of those reasons, I started this podcast, and it's also why I launched Leveling Collective this month. So Leveling Collective is an education agency that is dedicated to taking beauty industry entrepreneurs from stressed to strategic. It is business and technical resources that will help you level your shit up. It's been a huge passion project of mine for years. It's been renamed and rebranded a million times. First it was main league, then it was Leveling EDU, but it's real and it's live and it's called Leveling Collective, so go check it out. I'm really proud of it and I'm really excited about everything that's going to be released coming very soon. If you are serious about getting your shit together and developing a solid strategy and everything that comes with it, reach out. We are, like I said, releasing a ton of resources, some of them free. We'll have do-it-yourself options, done-for-you options, coaching options. There's going to be trainings, uh, business and technical, downloadables, templates, a community, all the things. But for now, we launched with strategy calls, VIP days, and retainer services as we're slowly rolling everything else out. It'll happen over the next couple months as the year goes on, so do not miss it. Because if you are serious about investing in yourself and your beauty business and a bit lost on where to start, you are in the right place. So if you have any questions about anything you heard in this podcast, send me an email or a DM. Make sure you're following the podcast on Instagram at InHairWeTrust. Also my personal, uh, Christina Macaro, for, you know, more real life behind the scenes salon ownership bullshit. Um, And check out the Loveling Collective account. The account and the website are live now and, you know, go go take a look at them. Like I said, they just launched. Also, if you're liking the podcast, you can leave a review. You can also leave a voice question for me to answer or shoot me an email or DM with any topics that you'd like to hear for future episodes or, you know, resources that would be really beneficial to you and your business. So thank you for checking out another episode of the In Hair We Trust podcast. I love sharing this shit and I'll be back with more shit they didn't teach you in beauty school next week and the week after that. So have a good one.